Hey, badasses, I'm Kelly Young. And I'm Stevie Stays Kirsch. And we're your hosts for the Badassery Life podcast, a podcast where we have the privilege to sit down and talk with women we think are living badassery lives. These women are ordinary women doing extraordinary things, women who are social activists, moms, entrepreneurs, athletes, survivors, mentors, and more. We hope to awaken the badass in you by bringing you stories from other powerful, beautiful, bold women. So let's get started. This badass woman describes herself as an ever-evolving badass female, communicator, writer, reader, motivator, fitness trainer, adrenaline junkie, explorer, sister, daughter, wife, and friend. She, I know, right? It's pretty awesome. Uh, She is constantly pursuing opportunities to make the world a better place through an organization that values people, community, diversity, and respect. She said she's more organized than a bookshelf, so she obviously has not seen my bookshelves at home. Uh, She aspires to be the Leslie Nope of everything she does, the protagonist in the NBC comedy Parks and Recreation, for those who don't watch the show. Our guest is also the host of the Facing Fear podcast. Meet Sarah Hawk. Sarah has served several roles at the Finish Line Youth Foundation throughout her career, including development coordinator, community engagement specialist, senior engagement partner, and now she serves in management role at the foundation. In addition, she manages the Finish Line's gym and fitness center, where she leads the creation and execution of fitness challenges, increases engagement for current and future members, and oversees the communication and marketing. Whew. She's a Ball State graduate who has a deep passion for storytelling. And she does that as a guest blogger and social media host for Fittest Travel, along with telling stories through her podcast, Facing Fear with Sarah, where she features individuals who are living unapologetically authentic lives and defining success on their own terms. Hey, Sarah. We're so glad that you joined us. Thank you. That was absolutely beautiful. Just when I thought 2020 was over, it is here. We are awake. That was wonderful. I can die happy. <laughs> and see. And okay. Yeah, and seriously. We're going to just repeat that over and over and over again. Um, no, we are really thrilled to have you joining us today. I love listening to your podcast and actually um, have found myself really inspired by some of your guests and in particularly most recently, and I know I'm kind of off on the different episodes, but um, you had Ricky and Dash with Have a Soul, which was really cool. Um, their mission is to provide the homeless and at-risk youth population with quality footwear. So I could see the connection there uh, that you have. Um, I also enjoyed Terry Cope Walton, uh, RTV6 news director, and she really encouraged your listeners to say yes and just figure it out later. And that hits us, I think, pretty sure that Stevie and I are doing that uh, with this podcast. <laughs> right. and we're like, yeah, sure, we'll figure it out. Um, and then you've had some really inspirational and, and awesome Special Olympic athletes and uh, kids that are now adults from Boys and Girls Club who are giving back and, and making a difference. So talk a little bit about your podcast, why you started it. And, and then I love, like I said, some of these guests and how do you find them? Yeah, so I love that you're listening to older episodes because I don't know about you guys, but I love every episode and it's like these chapters in this book that I want everybody to go listen to. So if you just started listening in season three, like, no, go back, go back. Yeah. Like I'm trying to get people to do a little bit more of that. So And thank I will you. catch up. I will catch up. But <laughs> I'm a, you know, especially now that I'm not driving as much and we've I talked know. about this too. So yes. yeah, I'm I'm catching up to this. It's tough so. out here for us fellow podcasters right. right now for sure. <laughs> um so yeah, I started the podcast podcast, kind of it started forming in my my head a little while back. So 
when I got out of college, I figured out that I really like public speaking. And so I did a TEDx talk. And after doing that, I was like, okay, I have a talent for this. Like I need to pursue it. So I did a lot more speaking to universities, high schools, middle schools, wherever I could. And I based it all around passion over paycheck. So I told them stories of how I did that myself after graduating college and how you could do it too as a student. So it was more focused on that. As I got older and more removed from college, I'm six years out now, I figured- She's like, I'm so much older now. <laughs> right. Stevie and I are like- oh, Do you yeah, remember okay. college? No. no. I was like, right. what was right. I doing out of college? <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. Sarah. I figured out that it's it's a great topic. It was awesome. But I'm kind of separating myself into like just career or just college grads. And I wanted to talk to everybody, male, female, older, younger, whatever it may be. And so then I started turning the tables too. And I stopped talking about myself and I started interviewing others. How have you followed your passion? How are you overcoming something? So I started a blog and it was called Passion Profiles. Really creative. It makes I me like cringe. <laughs> <laughs> and I started interviewing others and it was awesome. But you know what I was doing? I was getting on a Skype call or FaceTime, interviewing them, taking notes. And then you as the audience would see all of this in black and white on your computer. So you were missing, you know, my guests laugh or talk about a really hard time and get emotional or us go off on a funny tangent about what our spirit animals are. <laughs> and then all that was just brought on to this black and white thing that I was like, this is not enough. So that's when I got the idea for podcasts. I've been a podcast lover for a while and I thought it would be really cool to do one. I love to talk. I love to speak. And I love asking people interesting questions like, more than just about the weather. So I knew that I would be brave enough to ask people the hard questions, ask them uncomfortable questions and fearful questions. And so I attempted to start the podcast while almost finishing an MBA. Horrible <laughs> idea. Don't do it. I failed one of my classes and that was like the whippersnapper that was like, okay, you have to focus on one thing. So I quit the podcast for probably like eight months and then restarted it in November 2019. And I'm almost up to a year now. So it's been an awesome, awesome journey. It's been hard. It's been fun. It's been a roller coaster. So, And I think that was one of your first podcasts that I listened to was, and I'll probably get it wrong because it was a while ago, but it was like get, getting started. Yes. Like, just why is it so hard to just start? Yeah. And a, a lot of people actually reference that one, which I really love because it was exactly how I started the show. And it's so hard to just start something just to get up and take the first step. So I talked about conquering that fear. And my way of doing that was actually getting the podcast out there after quitting for eight months, which is a really long time. So did you finally passed that class. I did. And okay, I graduated in May 2019. And I think that was the other reason why I was like, I'm not doing this podcast thing. Like I just had myself on a hard deadline for a year and a half to get this MBA done. I am taking the summer off. Right. So <laughs> yeah. Well, I am glad that you're back. Congratulations on your Thank MBA, you. by the way. Um, but I'm glad that you're podcasting and, and telling your stories. Do you have a favorite story or someone who surprised you by what they had to share? That is really hard because some of the ones that all. you brought up, yeah, like probably like you guys, every story is different and you love it for a different reason. And they're all like my little babies that I love seeing succeed. But I'll name a few. So my very first interview was probably in December 2018. And it was that with Zach Sigmund, who's the program director at the Boys and Girls Club down on the South Side. And I, I had no idea what I was doing. So I was like, let's get together and record. And he was like, cool, come on over to the club and we'll do it. And so I, it actually turned out wonderful. But the one I love that one so much because Zach is not on social media. He doesn't he speaks a little bit, but he's not Mr. Draw Attention to Me. So that I got him to agree to it. I did not know him prior. I saw him speak at a gala. And then reached out to him after 
yeah. with email. Um, so he did not know me until I showed up and put a mic in front of his face. And his episode is wonderful. He spoke so well. He told the story of how he and his brother grew up in a home where his parents were here, there, and everywhere as drug dealers. And he eventually figured out, I'm going to go to college and leave and figure this out on my own. And he does. And he was a Boys and Girls Club kid himself. And now he gives back as a part of his full-time job. So wow. that one's very special to me. The Terry Cope one was a highlight yeah. as well because I saw her speak on a panel. And I started getting brave as a podcaster and reached out to her blindly and pitched her why she should come on the show. And I was like, no way. If anyone knows Terry Cope, you do a quick Google. This woman was way too good to be on my show. She has so many awards. She's absolutely incredible. The short of it is that she is the RTV6 news director here. And she said yes. Yeah. And so I got to record with her. And I loved her say yes, figure it out later. Yeah. That's a part of facing fears, just going for it. So those are some of my favorites. And then the final one I will name is one called From Grieving to Grateful with Dawn Crawford. She is someone who experienced a life-changing accident when she fell through a floor of a house under construction that was not properly marked and became a paraplegic and at the time had a one-year-old son and a five-year-old son wow. and was extremely determined to learn the skills that she needed to learn to be a mom who could get on the floor with her kids, who could play baseball, who could drive them, who other parents would allow their kids to be at their house. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's one of my favorites, too, not only because she's a badass, speaking of badassery life, <laughs> um, but because she was super nervous about it. And even the day before our interview, she was like, I've heard your other episodes. You don't have to have me. Like, seriously, you don't. And then we did the interview and I kind of coaxed her through it. And then even the day after, she was like, if you don't air it, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And her episode, she kind of makes me laugh, too, because she doesn't really know a lot about social media. So she wasn't really any help promoting it. Yeah. Went through the roof. Literally. And it just yeah. proves to show that people are listening for good stories. They're not listening for fame or for numbers or for money or whatever it is. Like, they're looking for a good, inspiring story. So I loved that one, too. It taught me a lot about being an interviewer and looking for guests. Yeah. The cool thing that you just touched on is one that we like to address, too, with this podcast is that people don't see themselves as badass or like these some of the women that we will reach out to and say hey you know we think you're living a badassery life we'd love to have you on the podcast and I oh no you know I'm not I'm not really and you know to interview somebody else or you know it's probably not my story and by the end you you kind of transform into this well hell yeah I am badass as a matter of fact and we like I mean that's really kind of motivating for us absolutely and I think too Kelly is that a lot of times the reason that we have people on the primary reason of their badassness or badassery isn't even there are so many other badass things that come to the surface and right. it's like well, that's why you're a badass right right it is yeah. cool to show people that and to bring those stories out that you might see that they don't right yeah which for is sure cool. well and i think we all need to lift each other up and especially women in general and and i really enjoy being able to have this platform to celebrate and recognize uh the badassery women that either we don't know or we want to know and we want to celebrate so i want to ask real quick and i know stevie's got a bunch of questions too but what does it mean to live an unapologetically authentic life by facing fear? Because that's your tagline, right? Or, mm -hmm. Okay. So that phrase, unapologetically authentic, was introduced to me at a conference that takes place in Bloomington called Be Golden. And they were all about welcoming and it's a women's-based conference, so it's all, usually all female. But they were all about welcoming you in whatever shape you come in. And I love that conference so much because I get to wear leggings and a Nike crop top and my Nike high tops. It's not this stuffy, sit in a hotel, eat these 
you know, stale croissant situations. And <laughs> that really inspired me that that's how I wanted to live my life. And I want to encourage other people to do the same. And I'm a big believer in women specifically not apologizing. I think it's we all do it, either gender but we all say sorry way too much for the littlest, lamest stuff. And we're allowed to take up space. You're allowed to, um, you know, reach next to somebody in a grocery store without apologizing 14 times. I mean, right. it's different nowadays because we got to be six feet apart. So you might want to apologize if you are getting closer. <laughs> right. But that's the unapologetically part. And then the authentic part for me is a lot of how I face fear. So this is very authentic of me, but I will work out anywhere I am. So whether I'm traveling or I've actually worked out on a train before going from Germany to Italy because it was a huge train and it was a long trip and <laughs> oh that was the gosh. only time I had and it's very weird of me to do that and it's weird of me to go in an airport during a layover and work out in the corner but that is who I am I'm going to get that workout in no matter what and it's not because I'm psychotically athletic it's just because that's what's good for me and my body and my mental health so the authentic part is just to be you and don't mask yourself because life is way too short for that and there's only one of you so right on so on the trend of fear, since we're talking about fear, you've, you know, facing fear, it's the title of your podcast. I'm assuming, and maybe you don't, but what is your greatest fear or fears if you even have more than one? I think I've probably had more than one. And that's how I came up with the title is because when I was interviewing those people about their passions, one thing that they all had in common, and so do I, and so does everybody, is you're going to face fear at some point in your life. You're guaranteed. <laughs> and you're probably going to do it multiple times if you're right. reaching for big goals. But I think as of lately, my fears definitely change. A lot of it revolves around everything I'm trying to do with the podcast and everything that I want to do in the future. Because eventually, saying it into the universe, like, I want to work for myself. And so I think right now I am facing the fear of truly believing in myself. So I'll say that's my current one. Well, it comes back to that worthiness, right? Like, oh, I don't know if I'm worthy of your podcast. I don't know if I'm – but if you just overcome that. So when we're talking about overcoming fear, what tips do you have for maybe our listeners who are facing a fear that they need to conquer or overcome? Yeah. So I have four. Let's see if I can get okay. them all. So my first is to put your happiness first, which is really hard to do if you're – anyone with responsibilities <laughs> because we tend to not make times for ourselves. So that's the first thing is just to like sit with yourself, truly you alone, not you and your husband, not you and your partner, you and your kids, like sit by yourself and think about what makes me happy. Because until you can truly identify that, you don't know where to go. So sit with yourself and see if you can figure that out. The next thing would be to feel the fear and do it anyways. There's a lot of things that we're afraid of, but if you feel it, that shouldn't deter you and turn you the other way. Feel the fear and do it anyways. And honestly, when I am scared of something, that's when I know I'm on to something good. I like it. So yes. it's a scary thing, but feel the fear and do it anyways. And then in that process, when one door closes, you knock on the next. The common phrase is when one door closes, another one opens. I personally don't think doors just open because something bad happened to you. You had a bad stroke luck or something. Like you have to be brave enough to go knock on that next door. And I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you're facing. Sometimes you have to kick it in. Yeah. Time. And when you're facing fear, like nobody's going to care more about what you're going after than you. So you get up and go knock at that next door because you're never going to get plan A most of the time. Right. So get ready to search for the next door. And then the final one is to do more of what makes you awesome. So keep going in that direction. Do more of what is fun to you. Do more of what is exciting. What makes you love harder? Go towards those things. 
Awesome. So you mentioned kind of leaning into your own happiness. Like, what is it that makes me happy? And we always like to ask our guests, what does make you happy? What brings you joy? So for Sarah, what is that for you? The first time that I think I truly put my individual happiness before anyone else's is when I was looking to graduate college and I had a choice of choosing a full-time job over an internship. And this is where Passion Over Paycheck originated from. As you can probably assume, my parents, grandparents, relatives were like, please take the full-time job. Please take the full-time job with the full-time <laughs> salary and the free parking in downtown Indianapolis. But my heart kept pulling me towards the internship. And the internship was paid. It was great. But they told me, like, you could be the best intern we've ever seen. You're done after three months. We just don't have the capacity to hire anybody, which was terrifying. Um but that's probably the first time in my life where I really sat alone and figured out what is going to make me happier. And it wasn't the full-time job. It was taking the risk on the internship, which if anyone is listening from Northwest Indiana or who has known me for a long time, I am the rule follower. I am the oldest of four. Mother, mom and dad, I did everything they said. So that was very unusual really? for me. <laughs> really? There had to Most be like, things. okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> but my whole life, I looked for approval in other people, whether it was teachers or parents or, you know, being the best example I could be to the oldest of three other kids. And that was the first time that I firmly put my foot down. I was like, nope, this is now officially my life. And I know it sounds crazy even at 22. That was the first time that I chose my happiness, but it was. And so... Um, today, what makes me happy is having time to work out, um, putting, you know, energy and time into my relationship with my husband. We got married in May, so that's a newish thing. Which, by the way, just not to jump over that, but you got married during COVID and um, out in a beautiful barn out in near New Pal, Hope Center, right? Yes. So I saw those pictures. And how was that real quick? I don't want to yeah, totally no, you're that. good. Yeah. Um, it was another case of facing fear because we had this wedding scheduled for 160 people that we were going to feed and provide alcohol and have this party. And we had to get we had cancel a month out. And then so you get over that hump. You accept that that's not happening. Then the next thing was, do we have our parents come? Mm-hmm. But in my head, I was like, for what to stand there for 12 minutes and then to leave because at that time it was really rampant yeah, yeah, so we right. no restaurant availability um, my parents are separated so being in that tight of a space is not really good for anybody and so I felt we felt really bad especially for his parents who are super supportive and they're three hours away but we felt really really bad not including our parents the people who we love who gave us love in it but we decided that we wanted to keep our date and we wanted to just make it official. So we essentially eloped at the Freedom Barn, which is gorgeous. So it was us, a photographer, the pastor, and then the venue manager. And while it sucked not having anyone there, it was very awkward when we turned around and it was like, the seats are empty. (laughs) (laughs) But it was this incredible opportunity to really focus on the two of us and have this. It was an awesome day. We had an awesome time. That's fantastic. Anybody who has to cancel, make Go with your plan B. It was way better than I expected. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't want to like interrupt. Well, you keep going with your joys because we you had well, two more you wanted to. I have to assume that the photographer had to be a witness. Well, you know what's weird is that when we were filling out the paperwork, the pastor was like, do you want him to sign, the photographer, uh-huh. or do you want to save those lines for your real wedding so you can have your man of honor and – Oh, your uh, gotcha. maid of honor and we were like oh we didn't know we could do that we'll wait then okay so yeah that's cool we'll bring that's it cool. back so around. you still plan to have the big party we do yeah. april 2021 fingers yes. crossed Come on. okay okay but yeah i think th- i find a lot of happiness in working out like i said you know going after my passion which is the podcast being with people i love right now it's pretty much a just jacob so good thing we get along really well and 
I'll be really cliche and say traveling brings me a lot of joy. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah. good. That's good. So before we move on, I want to make sure that our listeners know where to find you and so they can be inspired by your podcast too. So yeah, so it's called Facing Fear. It's on available on almost any platform that you use to listen to your favorite podcast. I'm on social media at Facing Fear with Sarah. And then um, you can find me personally on social media. I'm a big Instagram user at Sarah McInerney Hawk. Just type Sarah S-A-R-A-M-C-I, you'll find me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then come back to Badassery Life. <laughs> um, but I want to uh, move on a little bit to the work that you're doing with the Finish Line and Finish Line Youth Foundation. So uh, for those who know me know I'm a lover of all things nonprofit, and I just love the work the foundation is doing. So can you talk about the foundation and its mission and the work that you get to do? So that internship that I chose instead of the full-time job was the Finish Line Youth awesome. Foundation. So Good. I've been fortunate to be there ever since I graduated college, which for me has now been six years. Um, Marty Posh has been my main boss and mentor, which is a very good friend of Kelly's. Yes. Hey, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we know he's going to listen to oh, this yeah. one. Oh, he better. Yeah. <laughs> if he's not caught up on the rest of badassery <laughs> life as it is. Right. Um, so, yeah, I went there as an intern and then I worked on a different team because he did keep his word and I was not hired after the internship. So I worked in a <laughs> I was different. I going to ask about that. Mm-hmm, I worked in a different department at Finish Line and then made my way back to work full time for Marty, which is where I've been with him for five years. Um, So the mission of the JD Finish Line Youth Foundation is to support life's biggest possibilities. So we are focused on a few things, a national partnership with Special Olympics, which we've had for eight years, which has been phenomenal. Um, We are focused on the far east side of Indianapolis. It's an area of Indianapolis that could really use some love and growth and development. And that's where our headquarters is. And then right now we're actually embarking on a new campaign called Louder Than Words, which is where JD Finish Line and the foundation have joined together to invest $1 million in communities of color all around the United States to help uplift those organization voices, nonprofits. So that's wow. our next big adventure. That is, that's bad. That's that's awesome. That's <laughs> cool. Con- congratulations and, and thank you for that work. That's amazing. That's great. So do you have a favorite project, person, or maybe event that you've been involved in? Oh, man. So my role has been so event heavy through all these years, which has been absolutely why I've thrived there. I love that type of work. I love deadlines. I love organization. Like I said, I try to be the Leslie Nope of everything I am. So I love the energy. I think one of my favorite moments has been with Kaboom, which is a nonprofit that we partner with to build a playground in one day. And it was our third build and it was pouring, pouring <laughs> Figures. Rain. It was probably sunny the day before. Right. <laughs> and we knew it was going to be pouring. So already I was expecting like 25% of the volunteers not to show up. And we need 200 people wow. to come build a playground in eight hours. And, you know, me and the rest of the crew get there at 6 a.m. It's still dark. We're doing our thing, setting up. And the finish line volunteers don't get there till around 8, 8.30. And we bring them over in buses. And I so expected that bus to show up and just be like so empty. (laughs) Yeah. And there's nothing I can do. I mean, it's the day of like, what am I going to do if I don't have people? And the bus shows up, pulls up, you know, I'm already sweating my butt off getting stuff done. And I take a second to watch them get off. And I'm probably like, you know, half a football field away doing my thing while they're entering the building. And it's full. Every single person is on it. They are coming off like ants on an anthill. And I stood there and definitely cried for a second because Mm. that's been 
my life at Finish Line that I've appreciated so much is the people and the volunteers and our employees are there to support. They're there for the community. And they truly are going to show up no matter what. I, I can't describe to you how or horrible that weather was. So oh, God. And they that, did it. And you yeah. built it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it gets real messy and real muddy. But you get those pieces into the ground. That's for sure. Yeah. So. Well, and I think so that Kaboom sends their representatives to – so it's not like they can – there's not a rain date exactly. per se where they can send these exactly people back. Exactly that. So, the only so you're thing, doing it. Yes. The only thing that would stop it is lightning. And even at that, it's got to be pretty close. <laughs> That's right. It's got to be close within range. So that was incredible. I'll never forget. It's one of those moments I knew where I was standing. I know exactly what I was wearing and watching that happen of like, wow, more than just me believes this is going to happen today. So that yeah. was really cool. I'll never forget that. That's awesome. Well, you're obviously doing great things both professionally and personally. And um, it's just fun to be able to talk to you. And I'm sh- I'm just trying to keep up. Like your energy. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way to hire her away from Marty Posh. Right. Love oh, you, Marty. no, you Love didn't you. just no, say I, I that. Know. Oh, dun, dun, my dun. gosh. <laughs> um, but Sarah, real quick, what, what do you credit or who do you credit for your success? Great question. I think I would credit a lot of it to my ability to ask questions, which then I'm going to turn around and say that it's been all those people who have let me ask questions. That was my parents when I was younger, who when I would have an idea or a team I wanted to try out for, there was no hesitation. They said straight up, go for it, whether they believed in me or not. When I got to school, it was teachers who stayed with me after class. When I got to college, it was professors. It was the dean of my school that actually chose me to choose my passion over a paycheck, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then it's been the people at Finish Line. And I can point out Finish Line specifically because it's been my only company I've been with since college for six years now, which is crazy. I've had so many different mentors who have been at the company for a long time or who have come and go. And so I would wrap it up with, say, I credit my success and going and asking for questions, but then all those people who have allowed me to ask questions have absolutely pushed me to the next level for sure, time and time again. Yeah, I love it. That's fantastic. Well, Sarah, what an incredibly big-hearted, fun-loving, and inspiring person you are. We've enjoyed getting to know you and about your badassery life too. It's incredible. With everything you've accomplished so far, what matters the most to you? I think it's what you guys so eloquently wrote in my intro, and it's that just finding ways to make the world a better place however I can. I'm extremely lucky that I get to do that for my full-time job. That's been something that I don't take for granted for a day for sure. And then in my personal life, it's through the podcast and everything I want to build with Facing Fear with Sarah. There's a lot of other things I want to do, but I need to kind of take it one step at a time. But I think that is what matters to me most is that if you cross my path, I hope that your life got a little bit better. Mm -hmm. What's next for you? What is next is we're about to go in a really busy season for Finish Line because we're in retail. So holiday, fingers crossed, is going to be huge this Mm -hmm. year, no matter if you're in a store or you're online. So we have a lot to do with that because it's a huge fundraiser that we put on for Special Olympics. So I'm about to be really busy. I'm going to be glued to my virtual (laughs) Mm -hmm. working desk situation. Um, What's next is season four for the Facing Fear podcast, which will celebrate my one-year anniversary and 10,000 total listens. Yeah, Very much looking Mm -hmm. forward to that. And hopefully, Jacob and I finding some time to do our honeymoon. It was scheduled for October. Now it feels very TBD, but... I'm going to say what's next in 2021 is our wedding. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I believe it. So, Sarah, we close out the podcast each time by asking our guests about their gift. Kelly and I believe that all women have incredible gifts of inspiration, strength, courage, empowerment, 
and more. So what gift do you believe you have and how do you like or want to share it with the world? I think my gift is I am a motivator. So, and I like the word motivator because it doesn't mean that you're succeeding all the time. It means that you're trying all the time. I think that I am brave enough to try new things. Um, It has a lot to do with my athletic accomplishments of trying to do different things because when I had surgery four years ago, I had to stop doing what I was doing and that taught me to try. And then I think with the podcast, I just rebranded it and it's funny because I have a thank you note for you guys and it's on the old branding. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, this is not We don't judge. Well, that that just won't do that. But you just gotta, (laughs) you just gotta try. I'm like, like, we don't judge. Stevie's like, "Uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. we'll wait for our next one. (laughs) (laughs) The new brand. Yeah. Uh Um, But it just shows me like, you just have to try. You just gotta put some thing out there. And I think by showing the world that I try, which I do so through speaking, writing, and through social media, other people are encouraged to try too. So I think that my biggest gift is probably being a motivator. I want to like bundle up your energy and take you and like put you in my pocket and like, <laughs> like right, right? Like I'm just so inspired even this conversation. Ear all the I time. do have For staying sure. motivated and I do have high energy. I know. I'm like, I'm like, I need a Diet Coke. <laughs> I and I don't, more. I never literally drink any caffeine. I think the last time of I had caffeine not. was like of course when not. I would pregame in college <laughs> and you would have to have something to take after a shot. I don't do any coffee, any pop or anything. Are we certain so. that she's human? Are we <laughs> sure? I don't know. I don't know. But we, what we do know is she is certainly a badass. We love that you joined us today and that you're sharing your badassery with us. And, um, you know, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you want to make sure? I know you ask that of your guests too, which I love, but is there anything, see, now I'm turning the tables on you. Is there anything that you'd like to add? Yes, I would. And that's, I loved when I've known Kelly longer than Stevie because I've just met Stevie today, but watching you go through starting the website and then the blog and calling it badassery this whole time, I thought was so cool because I think women are afraid to call themselves that. And if I'm being super honest, I have it all over my website. It's in my intro. And yes, it has a curse word in it, but that's (laughs) how I describe myself because when you read that to me, that's that's the level standard I want to be at. And so it's something that my husband does not actually really like. Like he thinks it's really cocky, <laughs> but I like it. And it's yeah. authentically me and you would hear that out of my mouth. And so it's just truly me. So I love that you guys are calling it what it is. I love that you're female focused because like I said, I don't think enough of us recognize that in ourselves, whether we're a mother, a full-time working employee, uh, side hustle, whatever it is, like mm-hmm. there's badass in so much more than just what you think is badass. And so I love that you're defining badass in multiple different ways. And I'm super proud to have been a part of that. So Aww, thank you. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think part of that is owning it too. It's one thing to say it, but then own it. And that's what we hope to inspire and what I know you're doing with your podcast as well too. So we'll uh, continue to to focus on that and appreciate you saying that. So, um, you know, again, thank you for sharing your fears, joys, and successes with us. Um, we've said multiple times how much of a badass we think you are, and we will say it. Yep. Jacob. We have no problem (laughs) saying it. (laughs) Jacob, your wife is a badass. (laughs) So, um, again, thanks for being, uh, here with us today and uh, big thank you to the badasses out there listening. We'd love to hear what you think, write a review or shoot us a message at badasserylife at gmail. If you'd like more stories like this one, you can find them on my blog at badasserylife.com. Download, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Badassery Life and on Instagram at Badassery underscore life. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for our podcast music and a big thank you to producer Jenny Duran. 
Thanks, everyone, for listening. Until the next episode drops, keep being your badass self. You guys, I'm so excited. We have a media partner who believes in everything we're doing with Badassery Life. We'd like to give a big shout out to Tom and Jeannie Britt and our friends at Town Post. If you're not familiar with them, they're a network of hyper-local free monthly print magazines with accompanying social media coverage in franchise territories, including Indiana and Kentucky. In other words, they're a badass media outlet that covers local news in 18 different markets. Plus, they're huge supporters of nonprofits and the local communities they serve. So when they're not writing the stories, I know you'll enjoy reading. They're probably sponsoring and supporting the events you're participating in. Check them out at townpost.com. That's T-O-W-N-E-P-O-S-T dot com. They're also a woman-owned business, so shout out for that as well, too.